0: hello and welcome back to the fantasy playmakers what's up guys in today's video i'm gonna be running through my start sits at the running back position so basically going into week seven would i feel comfortable having each of these players in my lineup while you guys are watching if you enjoy the video please just hit that like button subscribe to the channel and let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section you can ask me any fantasy related question i will be responding to every single comment but let's get right into the thursday night matchup We have the Broncos traveling to Cleveland to take on the Browns. And on the Broncos side, I'm gonna be sitting Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. You know, there is honestly just so much consistency here in terms of this being a 50-50 split. It literally seems like every week, these guys have the same number of carries, same number of targets. And if they're gonna be splitting 50-50, I just don't really have enough faith in either of them because you're basically counting on one of them to score a touchdown and I just don't wanna be relying on that. On the other side here with the Browns, this could be a really ugly game for them. Right now, Kareem Hunt is on the IR, so we know he's out. Apparently there's a chance that Nick Chubb plays, so if Nick Chubb is active, he has to be in your starting lineup. We also know that Baker is banged up, but then if Nick Chubb is out, you've got Dearness Johnson and you have Demetric Felton. Dearness Johnson is more of the guy on the ground. Felton gets the receiving work. I mean, this could really be wild out of the backfield. So if Chubb is out, I guess you could potentially be starting Johnson or Felton. We kind of have to wait and see what the coaches are saying, you know, who's going to be getting the most work. But right now we just have to hope that Chubb is in the lineup and he will be the only start. Then moving on to Sunday, we have the Panthers taking on the Giants. For the Panthers, Chuba is in your lineup. Christian McCaffrey on IR means Hubbard is going to be the starter for at least two more weeks. And actually the Panthers head coach, Matt Rule, came out and said that they need to rely on the run more. They're not trying to throw the ball 40 plus times a game. And that is fantastic news for Chuba Hubbard owners. On the Giants side, I'm still gonna be running with Devonte Booker. He's getting the majority of the touches out of that backfield with Saquon out. His backup, Elijah Penny, did get into the end zone, but his touches were just not enough to you know, rationalize him being a start. Then we have a divisional matchup between the Jets and the Patriots. And per usual, I just do not want to invest in this Jets running back room. It does kind of seem like Michael Carter is pulling away, but this is a tough Patriots defense, and there's still going to be a pretty solid committee going on here. So Carter, Ty Johnson, and Tevin Coleman are all going to be sits. On the Patriots side, I did end up going with Damian Harris. He's not someone I feel comfortable starting every single week, but when I look at this matchup, The Patriots should be up for the majority of the game, which means they're gonna be running the ball a significant amount. And Damian Harris is probably gonna be a major beneficiary of that. I have his backup who's seen an increased workload Ramondre Stevenson as a sit. And then same thing with Brandon Bolden. He was essentially phased out of the offense in week six. So I have zero faith in him moving forward. Next up, it's the Chiefs taking on the Titans on the Chiefs side with CEH on IR. Daryl Williams is the clear number one there, and he is going to be in the starting lineup. His backup, Jarek McKinnon on the bench. Then for the Titans, I mean, honestly, probably the best fantasy asset this year. Derrick Henry is just a monster. Just finished watching Monday Night Football. The man goes off for three touchdowns. He truly is unstoppable. His last five games have been insane, and normally you kind of see that stretch from Henry towards the end of the season when the defenses are kind of worn down. He's doing this early to midseason, I just can't wait to see what he's gonna do for the rest of the year. He is the number one running back right now and a lock into your lineup. Then this next game here is between the Washington football team and the Green Bay Packers. This Washington backfield is a little bit up in the air. As you can see on the screen, I have both Antonio Gibson and JD McKissick as starts. Antonio Gibson is dealing with a shin injury right now, and it doesn't look like he's a lock to play in week seven. So if Antonio Gibson is out, then I would want JD McKissick in my starting lineup. But if Antonio Gibson is active and, you know, ready to play a decent amount of the snaps, he would be a start and JD McKissick would be a sit. So basically whichever one of these guys is the starting running back, I want them in my lineup. On the Packers side, it's the same thing every single week. Aaron Jones is the starter and AJ Dillon on the bench. Then we have the Falcons traveling to Miami to take on the Dolphins. For the Falcons, I'm gonna continue to start both Cordero Patterson and Mike Davis. Patterson is definitely the more clear start here, but Mike Davis has put up double-digit points in PPR scoring every single week. It hasn't been pretty. He's had some late-game touchdowns that have kind of saved him, but he's on the field for a fair amount, you know, 60-plus percent of the snaps. The opportunities have been there. If he can continue to get into the end zone, He's definitely, you know, a viable flex play in like 12 or larger leagues. Plus with 6 teams on bye this week, I just think it makes Mike Davis a little bit more of a viable play. On the other side with the Dolphins, I just don't want to be involved in this committee here. Miles Gaskin, Malcolm Brown, and Salvin Ahmed on the bench. On Sunday they definitely went with a full-blown committee, but they gave Miles Gaskin a lot of opportunities in the receiving game and he was horrible. He dropped a few, he bobbled I mean he really just did not earn that playing time so i think you know come next sunday this could just be each guy getting like five to six carries gaskin has three or four targets just not enough from any of these players to really rationalize them as a starter in your lineup next it's going to be a divisional game between the Bengals and the baltimore ravens this should be a very solid matchup on the Bengals side joe mixon locked in starter The man's workload when he is healthy is absurd. He absolutely balled out in week six, and I think he will continue to do so against the Ravens. On this Ravens team, I'm gonna be sitting all these running backs, Latavius Murray, Devonta Freeman, Le'Veon Bell, and Tyson Williams, if he's active. They just have such a dead even committee here. It was like Murray, Freeman, and Bell were all somewhere between seven and nine carries. They all had a rushing touchdown. I just don't wanna get involved in this at all. So, I'm gonna be avoiding all three of those players. Then it's gonna be the Lions traveling to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. For the Lions, DeAndre Swift just continues to be a solid player in your lineup. He has that receiving game to kind of back him up with the lack of scoring from this Lions offense. And then his backup, Jamal Williams, is going to be on the bench. He gets a fair amount of carries, but basically, with Swift, he gets the receiving work. Jamal Williams does not, which makes him a guy that I do not want in my starting lineup. For the Rams, one of my favorite players this season, Darryl Henderson. The man gets workhorse touches, and I love him in my lineup. Sony Michelle is a sit because he really has no value with Henderson on the field. Next matchup is the Eagles traveling to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. And honestly, these are two players who are kind of on the fringe here. I don't love them in my lineups, but with the bye weeks, I think they're kind of suitable. Miles Sanders, they just have to start giving these running backs more opportunities. There is no balance in their offense. And so hopefully they can start to do that this week. Even if they don't, Miles Sanders can get by on like 10 carries, five or six targets, just because he is a solid receiving back. Kenneth Gainwell, I really like the player, just not enough opportunities. For the Raiders, Josh Jacobs is not getting it done in the yards department, but he has been getting into the end zone. And like I mentioned with the bye weeks, you just got to roll with him as a start. His backup Kenyon Drake had a pretty monster game in week six, but it was on like four carries and two receptions. He scored two touchdowns, not sustainable at all. And I do not trust him anywhere near my starting lineup. After that, it's going to be the Texans traveling to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. This could be a very ugly game, just like the Texans backfield, Mark Ingram, David Johnson, and Phillip Lindsey all on the bench. Full on committee there. Mark Ingram gets the low value carries. David Johnson gets the receiving work. Phillip Lindsay gets, you know, some of those touches in between. For the Cardinal side, I actually am going to go with Chase Edmonds and James Conner as starts. Edmonds is the receiving guy. I think they're going to put up a lot of points. He should have some opportunities in the receiving game and to potentially get into the end zone for the first time this year. James Conner's the guy who's going to get the red zone looks. And if they're just running out the clock because they're ahead. That is going to be James Conner's role. Then it's going to be the Bears traveling to Tampa to take on the Buccaneers. Brady's kind of revenge game from the fourth down, you know, slip up last season. On this Bears side, this backfield is kind of in an interesting place. Because we have David Montgomery on IR, we had Damian Williams, who looked like he was going to be the RB1 in Montgomery's absence but then he ends up going on the COVID list. We also saw in week five, Khalil Herbert actually outcarried Damian Williams, but Williams had that receiving work. This week, I guess I'd be going with Herbert as a start. I mean, if Damian Williams is not back, then 100% he's a start. But if they're both active, I think you just gotta sit both of them because this is a brutal Buccaneers offense to run against. Even starting Herbert, if he's the lone back, is a little risky, but I think he could get some work in the receiving game. And I'm gonna keep going back to it, but six teams on by. There's gonna be you know some more questionable choices here. So I would go with Herbert if he's the lone back. On the Buccaneers side, Leonard Fournette's value has just skyrocketed the last few weeks. He is their guy. Last year, it was basically a competition to see who could lose the most amount of opportunities between Fournette and Rojo. They were both terrible, both messed up a million times. This season, Fournette has looked so much better His hands look way improved. He looks like a semi-competent runner when he gets the ball. You know, Rojo's a solid pure runner, but the man can just not figure it out. He can't hold on to the ball. He can't catch anything. Bricks for hands. So Fournette's gonna be the start. Ronald Jones and Gio on the bench. Then it's the Colts traveling to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. Jonathan Taylor locked in start. The Colts really need to be getting Taylor some more opportunities each game. The man is so explosive clearly their best offensive player, and he's gonna continue to be locked into your lineup. I'm gonna be sitting Naheem Hines and Marlon Mack, just not enough opportunities for them to be startable. On the 49ers side, I'm gonna be starting Elijah Mitchell. He's kind of been a little bit of a letdown from what everyone thought was gonna be like the best waiver wire pickup of the whole season. After week one, he gets a ton of carries. Then he goes out, gets injured, I believe, in week two. Been dealing with an injury, played in week five. But then, you know, you had Trey Lance rushing 16 times. So the opportunities weren't there going into week seven. It looks like Jimmy G is going to be the quarterback, which means Elijah Mitchell should have a lot of opportunities this week. And then I'm going to have Trey Sermon on the bench. The 49ers clearly do not like him as a player. They do not trust him. They do not want the ball in his hands. And that means that I do not want him in my lineup. Then the final game of the week, Monday night football, saints traveling to seattle to take on the seahawks alvin Kamara automatic lock in your lineup and then on the seahawks side i think alex collins is a solid start with chris carson out he's going to be getting the majority of the work on the ground the passing game was kind of struggling with geno smith so they're going to rely on the run and then his backup now dj dallas is going to be a sit but that is going to wrap it up for my week seven running back start sits. if you guys enjoyed the video please do me a huge favor hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, ask me any questions down below. I'll be posting my wide receiver start sits later today. I also posted my buy low players, sell high players and trade targets all yesterday. So go check those videos out if you haven't already. But thank you guys for stopping by and I'll see you next time.